I'm blowing in from Texas, hottie. <laughs> I'm cold. It's, it's cold on this dance floor down here, girl. <laughs> I was wondering why it felt so like, why do I need a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I bet those queens are not dancing in Texas tonight. <laughs> Ooh, that was me blowing wind. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh no. It's actually. You know, all those people. (laughs) I want to feel sorry for them, and my family is down there. I do feel sorry for some. I do. All the. For sure. All the people with a brain. (laughs) But I, I can't help but think about, like, all those fucking stupid hillbillies down there that are, like, QAnon supporters and, like, Trump. I do want to say Trump supporter. I mean. It's like you voted for that deregulation of the power or whatever so they could have cheap power. It's like, go fucking lay in the bed you made, you fuck. (laughs) Idiots. And isn't it uh, Abbott that was saying it's all the wind power's fault? Yep. And then the funny thing is, is I was listening um, to the Young Turks and she was just popping off. About what did I say? She. I'll get her name in a second. Anna Kasparian. Thank you. Love Anna, her. Yeah. Love I her. I love her so yeah. much. I'd gone down many rabbit holes with her, but she was all about like, stop with your conspiracy theory. Wind. Texas is a state that doesn't set up like de-icing on their windmills because it never fucking freezes there. Right. So they're like starting this conspiracy or the blaming of, and it's all just a new spin it's on, the, oh, now look what the new deal or the new green deal is going to look like. Yeah. She's like, it's bullshit. They're just spinning it so it looks bad. It's not, has nothing to do with the wind they'll, power. They'll go start burning all those um, wind turbines down. They will go destroy those. Watch. If they don't, they will now have to erect enforcement around every single one of those to prevent people from destroying them because of the next well conspiracy theory. This is like, reminds me of like, it's shades of 5G creates COVID shit. (laughs) I I don't understand these people. That's the people I don't feel sorry for down in Texas right now. Sorry. Not sorry. Hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I have to tell you that you know, I was, uh, I saw um, some Texas family members yep. over the weekend and, you know, just talking about whether or not, and even with my father, if the uh, family reunion that happens in West Texas is going to happen this year. Yeah. And I keep going back to like, it's really hard for me because it pulls, I mean, that's my childhood and family reunions, it's forever. But just with the, climate of politics and now this and what that's going to look like I'm like I don't think it's necessary to go down basically with my dance floor armor on to go into Texas to defend sanity well you can't you can't I told the peaches this you know and she gets on to me because I'm like the media is creating this division and she yells at me about like, oh, what are you going to be the next person that's saying, oh, it's the media, the media. 
And I said, no, girl, it's that we have two distinct groups of people that see things one way, and we have another group that see things the complete opposite way. That's it. That's the core of these problems. And you can't even talk to anyone because you don't know where they stand politically. And, like, you're going to piss them off. Like you're saying, you've got to have on this armor because you never know when you're going to get into some altercation with someone. I mean, I had a friend that got together with some friends. They're like, you know, they've been very COVID safe. They knew that these friends had basically been recluse for a year. Yeah. Okay. You know, we were all doing what we're supposed to do. We're okay with this. So they were hanging out a couple weeks ago and lo and behold, the other set of friends have gone down conspiracy lane and I don't know if it's being a recluse and already having ideas and being a little not sure anyway, but really stepping into QAnon world, anti-vax world, going down to where she said there's start, she's like, it started to get down a road about like, there's not racism in this country. Oh my God. And I said, do you need me to come visit? Do you need a sane friend? She was like, how fast can you get here? Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I am so sorry. She goes, and it's that exact feeling. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you can say. You don't know. That's, you don't know. That sucks. Yeah. Like, you should be able to have intelligent, different ideas, different ways of thinking, conversations with people. Right. And that's that's starting to, <laughs> that's thin ice. Speaking of um, our friend who kind of started this all, one who I guess we must name Donald Trump, (laughs) I think you have some news. Well, about about the DT? (laughs) No, about the, uh, the hotel. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this morning... So, you know, I, what what was it back in, I think, November, maybe, that I found this? Yeah. Uh, that they were auctioning off the chance to be the person to implode Trump Plaza on um, the boardwalk in Atlantic City. <laughs> and uh, it went up on Bodner's auction house. Um and it's funny because the auction started, but it never went live. It was supposed to go live on 119, the day before uh, the inauguration. And some sort of loophole, whatever it was, and I think it might have been that he actually didn't own it any longer. Don't I probably have things messed up here, but they weren't able to do the live auction. So um, it sold for 175000 and that was matched by, I think, the city because they expected it to go up and over five hundred thousand once they would have started to auction it. Right. Um, but so that was matched by a charity in or a group in Atlantic City, and all the proceeds from that one implosion auction item um, went to the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Because I knew this was coming up. I didn't know the day. And you reminded me last night 
And uh, yeah, because I was like, "This is your lead story. This is your big story. <laughs> like, this is yours. This is, this is your this is your career making story right here." Sorry, Neil. I'm going to be leaving you after this for <laughs> WKRP. Oh wait, that's already been done. Um, so I immediately last night went um, onto YouTube, and they had a live webcam that had already been going for like, and they just so this time lapse. Just watching it live, so I was like, "Okay, good to go." Yeah. Um, they said they will. It will implode anytime between six or sorry, um, eight a.m. East, eight a.m. to ten a.m. East Eastern Standard Time. So for me, that was six a.m. to eight a.m. Right. So I didn't want to miss it. I mean, story of my life. Oops, I slept in fifteen minutes too late, and I missed <laughs> something I wanted to do. Right. So. <laughs> Set the alarm for 5.45, came right in, made coffee, put the live webcam, found another couple sites because there was a little bit of connection issues. And at 9.07, I think, like between 9.06 and 9.07, the Trump Plaza was imploded and is no longer the eyesore of Atlantic City and ready for new. Um, And you know... Oh, sorry, it was just a little history yeah. on the building. Yeah. So at the time of its opening, it was sixty. It had sixty thousand square feet of casino, uh, more than six hundred rooms, and it was thirty nine stories tall. Um, so we all know it was imploded this morning, which was great. It ended an era of uh, Trump, the Trump era in Atlantic City. When it was built and it was uh, erected in nineteen eighty four, it was the tenth casino in Atlantic City. Um, and then operations ended in 2014. So it has been closed for right. seven years. Um, you know, during, it was closed. And it's funny, so when it closed, it was the worst operating performing casino in Atlantic City. Yeah, well, of uh, course. I loved that it took 3,000 sticks of dynamite yeah. to implode it. And I loved this, that hotels were offering viewing packages you could get just a viewing package they have these like little tables you get cocktails at breakfast oh my god (laughs) that's great yeah they had they had a couple hotels that had um unobstructed views or like rooftop right and so they sold those um so it was was great so what you sent so Heidi sent me a clip we tried to pull the audio from it, but there's something fucked up about the clip, and it didn't really pull right. But um, it basically looked to me like I guess there was people outside you know, on a hotel, like viewing plaza or something, like a balcony, right? But of some sort. The yeah, thing that they had I, a bunch of chairs set up. The thing that I thought was so funny is it was like people were sitting there like it was the Kentucky Derby, and then like boom, it was over as fast as the Kentucky Derby. Faster. I know. I mean, I was like so careful because I'm like, I know how fast these buildings go down. Oh, Don't yeah. miss it. Yeah. And I started to hear the rumble. And at first I was like, what's that? I look over and then I see because they blow it up, you know, from one side. Correct. And up so that it falls into each other. Oh, it's amazing. And I watched that over and over. Amazing. How they, how they do it. And like, it's like they, they wrap the whole building in net. Yeah, I saw that so that like the debris is not, you know, it's not flying all over the place. Yeah. So it keeps it imploded. It was incredible. It's almost like so that <laughs> the only thing that really gets out into the atmosphere is the dust. 
<laughs> the asbestos. I mean, I've never been so <laughs> I've never been so interested in watching a building implode as I was watching that today. I just watched it several times. Like it was just so fascinating. But the other thing that came to my mind was that just must kill him. It must kill him I in hope some so. way. Except that he no longer owned the building. No, no, I understand but... all that. But I'm talking about the symbolism of what that was because that was a celebrity hospital. Forget that it was uh, it was not run well, blah blah blah. People flocked to his properties it at was, one time. That was big time. Oh my god, big time celebrities. I mean, you in all the articles that I was reading about it, all the people that would go there. I mean, like Howard Stern has talked about going there and like it was fucking fabulous. And I'm sure it was fabulous in its heyday. But that's the thing I, I don't agree. understand. He could still have all of that. He really yeah, could. Yeah, but when you're so fucking full of yourself. Oh, I know. And it's just a power. I mean, I'll always go back to it. Look at his skin. Oh, I know. He is rotting. His skin <laughs> is rotting. tells so many stories. <laughs> but it was funny. I texted. I was my little brother uh, and I were texting about it. I was like, oh, my God, they're imploding the Atlantic City Trump Plaza literally in like the next three minutes. Jump on YouTube. Oh yeah. Um, Who Mark? He after yeah M- Mark. And then after it happened, he was like, "I hope this is a symbol of his life and his political, just everything in general." Over then, I was like, "Well, yeah. I'd like it to be, but." Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, speaking of rotting, there's another person rotting right now. His name is Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Just as much as I was fascinated in watching that building implode, I'm fascinated with him being put into the ground. Like, good fucking riddance. Fuck you, Rush Limbaugh. Fuck you. Piece of shit. He is an inciter. (laughs) He is is a little Trump. I mean, Trump giving him the Medal of Freedom or whatever that stupid thing is. I mean, what a piece of dog shit. I can't wait to hear Howard... Next week, I hope Howard talks about him like he would talked about, like what preacher was it that died in uh, Billy Graham, or not Billy Graham, but um, Pat Robertson, or someone died like in the last year. And Howard was got on the air and just ripped them a new asshole and basically said, good fucking riddance. I hope he does the same thing to, he to Rush. He is just a fire starter of Ick. sickness. He's horrible. He had a regular segment on his radio show. Did you know this? Where he would read off the names of gay people who died of AIDS and celebrate and like play horns and bells and like and like you know like be happy that they're dead. So you know no, what? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. I'm like, you are a piece of shit. Piece. Of- I hope you've had a really horrible, painful, cancerous death. Bro, me too. Sorry me to those too. that don't deserve that, but I hope that his was bad. Piece of oh, shit. Good riddance. Sick. Don't care if you don't care if you're mad at me for wishing harm on people. I just don't care. I just don't care. You know what I think? Yay! If you can play cheering crowds about AIDS pe- patients and people dying, then I can play crowds cheering for you dying. Which is dead. The wicked witch is dead. <laughs> Well, we should say one of the wicked witches are dead. 
<laughs> it's going to take a long time to peel them off. <laughs> oh, my God, because there's plenty more where that came from. I mean, like, they just keep coming up. They just keep just popping up like little seedlings it, that have been watered. They just pop right up out of that soil. Well, it's like I said from the beginning, it doesn't matter how you get rid of them. The ones we want to get rid of, they're all fucking breeding. Ugh, I know, and they're and raising. they're raising children, and they're raising children. That should scare everybody enough. Yeah, I saw a picture of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on the couch. Like, there was some ad or some, you know, that everyone's smearing her now. But I saw a picture of her on her couch with, like, her family and, like, her kids are there. She's got, like, three or four kids or something. And I'm, like, sitting there thinking exactly what you're saying. Like, she is raising more of her people. She's raising more of her. Did you see there's a billboard of Marjorie? Sorry, I've got it. Um, And they put it up in Georgia. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Maybe I don't have it. Shoot. Well, here, you can look for it for a I'm second, and I'll talk about um, this guy that uh, someone sent this video of this guy from Georgia. And he, you know, by all means, it looks like the people that we generalize to be hillbillies. And, I'm, you know, I say that all the time. I'm from Oklahoma. I, You know, I say I can say it. Uh, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, and it's... We're being fun here and talking off the cuff, but, but, but generally, yes, those are the people that you would assume that are Marjorie Taylor Greene supporters. Well, this guy, looking at him on the face, is you would think he was one of those people, but he got on YouTube and went on this tirade about her because he is so pissed off that, that his people are supporting her. And I thought it was really good, and I thought that you know he could be he almost be celebrated as kind of like a hero in a way, because we need more people like him to be speaking out like this, using their platform. He doesn't have millions of followers. He's just a guy. He's sitting, he's standing in his like hunting lodge or something like that. And he's just going on this rant about Marjorie. He calls her Marjorie Green Taylor, which I couldn't figure out if that was a, like a, like a purposeful mistake just to butcher her name. But I think so. I think it was too. Because he did it over and over and over, and, and he he seems like he's educated enough to know that he he's switching the name up. But he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really impactful, and I you know I liked what he said, and 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 I think the the resounding message and the thing that I took away was he's saying that we should all rise up essentially and use our white privilege to vote someone like this out. That now is the time, like do it because this is fucking absurd. The fact that she made it. To where she made it is a fucking, it's a joke, but it's also very, very scary. And it goes back to what you just said. Here he is. Let's listen to him. My name is Corey Ryan Forster. I'm from Marjorie Green Taylor's district here in Walker County, Georgia. And I think it's important that people hear what I have to say. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to scream. I'm going to try not to yell. I'm going to try not to say things like, Marjorie Green Taylor's the biggest fucking piece of shit I've ever seen. I'm going to try really hard. (laughs) Because again, when I don't that, want this to fall on. When I, What's that? When I first saw that, <laughs> the second I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna love this guy. Yeah, it kind of takes you by surprise when you're first listening to it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Deaf ears, but we're not all like that. 
and I don't want to sound like a not all white people thing because we definitely need to take accountability. It's de- we definitely have earned a lot of it. See? But I'm so fucking sick and tired of having to constantly defend my accent. And I'm not asking everyone out there to stop thinking of my people of a certain way. I'm talking to my people right now. Vote this fucking bitch out! God! <laughs> You Aren't go, you girl. ashamed? Get them. Get them, girl. How are you not ashamed? It's one thing to like guns. It's a completely other thing to be fine with someone who harasses school shooting victims and talks about how they're it's fake. Yep. It, this is so asinine. QAnon has become synonymous with Walker County, Georgia, and I'm fucking tired of it. I've grown up here my whole life, and I was led to believe that there are decent people, and I still believe that. But until I start seeing a majority scream at this lady and talk about how she doesn't represent her, us, I don't believe it. And I'm so tired of it, man. I know I'm not the only one. I'm so fucking sick of people in the comment section saying, Oh, you're a good one. You're one of the good ones, Corey. Do you know how fucking embarrassing that is? I'm talking to those of you who feel the same way as me but aren't saying anything because you don't want to upset your mom and dad. You don't want to upset your papa. You don't want to upset your friends. Maybe you don't want to get fired from your job. Now it's time to use that fucking white privilege, baby. We've got it in spades. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Fuck her. Fuck QAnon. Fuck the radical right. Fuck all them. Well, I'm in a goddamn blue state now, and it's time we started fucking acting like it. Fuck her. It ain't all of us, goddammit. I mean, he is right on. I mean, he, I loved that. Like, I wanted to find out who he was and just be like, thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you. again, it's like you want to write in the comment section that it's, oh, you're one of the good ones. That's what you say. He, the stereotype, which everyone falls into this stereotype situation, whether you are one, we all are. All of us are stereotypes, no matter what. You're all stereotype. But I like that he was, you know, saying, the people in the comments say you're one of the good ones. I just thought it was powerful, and he's right. You can say whatever you want because you're a white man. And it's like, go say it. Now's the time. Now use the white privilege. Go speak out against this fucking maniac. She's a maniac. Yeah. Uh, so this is so less impactful than that, but uh, um, it's... Charles Bethea, I'm gonna might be butchering that, but uh, blue check verified on Twitter, and it said new billboard in Rome, Georgia, and it's a big, huge picture of Marjorie Taylor Green, and it says you know <laughs> big caps rep dot green dot or it's, it's like rep dot green colon <laughs> resign. Oh yes, and then at the top it says you lied about the election. The Capitol was attacked. Representative Green resign, and then paid for by the Republican Ap- Accountability Project. Oh wow! Um, so I thought that was, uh, I was like, that's, and it had at that time when I pulled it, it had like a hundred and two thousand likes at that point, and so <laughs> that's a huge ass billboard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Republican Party is, is you know, they're all saying, I don't know, this could all be political theater, but they're saying that it's falling apart and it's more divided than ever. So we'll see. And this whole uh, rift between 
Trump and McConnell could become very interesting. And I just would like to know if Mitch regrets not impeaching him or if this is all part of his master plan. Yeah, I don't want to go down that this rabbit hole that we're easily I know, able to it's go quicksand, down. girl. It's quicksand. My brother-in-law said something the other night at dinner about what Mitch said yeah. after he voted to acquit. Yeah. And I said, and he was like he was praising for what he was praising him. So many people had been. And I said, here's the deal. McConnell knew exactly what he was doing when he said he wasn't going to call a special session to impeach him the second time while he was still in office or while he could. And he waited the amount of time so that Trump could leave so that they couldn't impeach him a second time. So, But why wouldn't he then vote to do it? But what I'm saying is because he's Mitch McConnell. You think Mitch McConnell is going to go against the— no, because that's again, they're all Never. scared of that 78, 75 million people that are spread around, spread across this country. That's their district. There, it was interesting. I, I think it was, must have been MSNBC talking about that, you know, what he said. Like they took it on this complete spin of he went out there and said what he had to say to save donor money. Yeah, like of course. all of their supporters, and it's all about the dollars at that point. And I'm just like, well, we'll see what happens. Well, if I'm going to bet, and how do you know I like to bet, especially with you, <laughs> my do. money is going on Mitch McConnell. I think Mitch is more powerful than Donald Trump. 100%. Yeah. And I think Lindsey Graham is going to side on the wrong side oh, of G-O-P-Q. Me too. Oh, and it's going to be great. Suck a dick, Mitt. Suck a dick. Suck a dick, Lindsay. The one you've always wanted to suck. I know. Someone said, Lur, I think it was Lur, said that he thinks really that Donald Trump has some incriminating evidence on Lindsey Graham. Like like bad, bad, like gay shit, stuff that would ruin his career. Well, insert Jeffrey Epstein. Right. (laughs) Right. You Don't be surprised if Lindsey Graham ends up, you know. Don't be surprised if Trump has not seen him somewhere. Yep, exactly. Back alley, back alley type situation here, people. We're just saying, (laughs) in our opinion, of course, that could happen. (laughs) Not that we would ever, ever wish anything like that on anyone. After we just celebrated the death of Rush Limbaugh. Which we're so happy about, by the right. way. My God. One at a time, baby. One at a time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, Donald Trump has been kind of making a little bit of a comeback. I think he's going to be on some news tonight. I saw Jim Acosta on CNN earlier talking about how Trump is going to be on some I guess Hannity or something. He's going to be on some. He's calling to some radio shows, and so they're speculating that okay, he's he's gearing up. He's going to come back. He's getting started. He's I guess sending messages out through his super PAC or whatever that fucking thing he. You called it, but you know you called it a couple months ago. You're like Hannity's going to be his. Oh, that's yeah. going to be his voice right there. Oh, big time. So. You know, it's probably happening as we speak or it just got done with. So we'll go and we'll we'll keep up with that and we'll bring that breaking news to you. Actually, maybe we won't. Maybe we don't even give a fuck about that. We don't. Right. But 
If it's got good drops. If it's got good drops, <laughs> yeah. Clips. I mean, maybe maybe if we can get one more good China, China out of it, then maybe <laughs> it would be worth it. China. <laughs> There's got to be someone, something in there. There's got to be. Uh, just on a little quick um, newscaster news. Yeah. Brooke Baldwin is oh. retiring from CNN. I saw and this. She had. I thought it was she's going to be at CNN until the middle of April. <laughs> and it's funny. It was like, oh, emotional. Yes. Brooke Baldwin. And I said, I liked it. I thought it showed some emotion and it was nice. She talked about her story <laughs> of how long she's been there. <laughs> she's know, just written a book. All the support through COVID. The reason I'm laughing. Did you watch this? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch this live? Like you watched it when she when she came on the air that day? No, I just, I saw it on YouTube. Okay, see, I was actually headed on, and like, here we are. Like, I just find it sad that we are keeping up and know when these people are resigning. Like, well, I don't love her, but I like her. I like her. I like her. I will say this. They've been in my life every single day. I mean, and more so, like... Always try to keep up on news, but this last year. Yeah. So I was like, oh, one of our friends is leaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if that was John King, I probably would have had to not do the show tonight. <laughs> I would be, we would be forming a support group. Me, you, Peaches, Lur, everyone would be mourning the fingers. <laughs> John King's not going anywhere without a job. He's got Dana Bash and his baby mama to support. He's got to support that child. Don't leave us fingers. Don't leave us. <laughs> don't ever le- don't ever let go fingers. Don't ever let go. <laughs> Do you think that he has been has received any um love and support fan mail about his hands and fingers? Oh my god. I'm sure that CNN <laughs> has had to hire interns <laughs> to manage the avalanche of email. <laughs> An actual <laughs> snail mail that has come in because of John King and his magic fingers. <laughs> I love Men it. Men and women alike. Right. <laughs> well, Heidi, the um, Donald Trump is not the only person that's trying to make a comeback. I've got some. I got some real breaking news. I mean, this is breaking fucking news. Okay. Don't call it a comeback. But. Sherry Pie, the disgraced drag queen from season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, made her first public appearance on the Tamron Hall show yesterday. So, Cherry Pie? Yeah, yes, Cherry Pie, Heidi. Cherry Pie. And it's so great that you call her Cherry Pie. And again, it's almost like if you didn't know, like it's like an it's almost like Marjorie Green Taylor. It's like an intentional bus. Like fuck her name up just to like kick her. <laughs> it's like because it, her name is Sherry Pie, of course. But the thing that I was laughing at is people still use that icon of cherries and a pie <laughs> when they talk about her. And I'm like, it's not cherry pie. <laughs> it's sherry. It's sherry pie. Anyway, whatever. She is Sherry. She, she sherry. made her comeback on the Tamron Hall show yesterday. And this was met with great protest from the drag queen community, the gay community, the lesbian community, the Broadway community, 
everyone is affected by Sherry Pie and what she did here in New York. And one of the victims, Ben Shimkus, posted on Twitter. Jackie Cox retweeted it. She's a RuPaul's Drag Queen queen. Um, it, he says, he posted on Twitter, just so we're clear, I spoke with the t- producers at the Tamron Hall show, and he tagged her, and told them that I and the 20 victims that I spoke to today do not want them to air a segment with Sherry Pie. They're going to air it anyway, despite all of our requests. Now, I was a little torn. I'm like, okay, the the big yenta in me is like, I want the interview because I want to pull it for the show. I want to talk about it. I want to see what the fuck's going on. I want to see what she looks like. Like, you know, I want to see it all. Like, I, I want, I'm nosy. I'm a fucking nosy old woman. I, I admit it. But then, like, I started, like, looking. I looked at the video. You need to go watch it, by the way. It's on YouTube. It's like a 12-minute clip. I pulled some stuff from it. But I'm looking, and it's like, oh, my God, she is not looking good. She's got like this. I mean, she's a bigger girl, but she's definitely gotten a little bigger. That's okay. No shame. All right. But it's like she's got this huge beard, which I cannot fucking stand. I don't know why you people want to wear these big, bushy beards. I think it looks like total shit, especially one like she has. Where it's just, it's dense. Like she's Italian, he's Italian, and like it's like there could be something living in it. Oh yeah, I mean it's dark. <laughs> I mean you can't see any skin under it, and it's one of those. It's not long and like it doesn't dangle down, but it's like thick enough to be like like a shag carpet top, just thick <laughs> enough to like add like all of this width in the bottom of her face. And I'm just like, what? You need to just shave that off. I mean, come on. I, I just don't agree with it on anyone. I think it looks like shit. But anyway, I was looking at her as a boy, and I was like, Bleh. I'm like, this is, I'm, I, I kind of looked, and at, at one point, I'm like, you're a fucking pig. And then I started thinking back to, to this guy, Ben Shimkus, and I'm like, you know what, he's right. Like, th- it, she's almost like using what, the, what they fear, and I, I kind of agree with this. She's using the Tamron Hall show as a platform to make a comeback. There's something behind this. There's something here. There's something brewing. She wants to try to come back onto the scene. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you come back into New York when you've affected and you've pissed off all the gays, all the lesbians, all the drag queens, which are gay and lesbian, but all the Broadway community, like all of these people that have that are friends in Nightlife that, that are affected by this. I don't see how you ever come back. I don't see how you go back to L.A. and do anything. I don't see how you even go to Seattle and do anything, or Dallas, or Chicago. I don't see how you can do it when you've done what she's done. I don't get it. But whatever. If that's her, if that's her MO and that's what she's trying to do, then 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 I guess let her try, but I just think she's going to be met with such resistance. Like, we talked about cancel, cancel culture a couple of shows ago and how it's, like, appropriate or inappropriate and, like, it's out of control in, in some cases. But, you know, in this case, this is this would be a case where I'm like, okay, this is maybe a little, this is warranted. Like, this is this is something that maybe she should not have another chance. Canceled. But, yeah. But listening to her opening opening statement, and I thought Tamron Hall did a good job on this. I think Tamron, she, she held her feet to the flames. It was a 10-minute interview. Um, I think Tamron listened to the people calling in, probably, you know, it was a. She didn't give it the hardest hitting interview. It wasn't like Barbara Walters or anything, or Diane Sawyer in a, some kind of career defining moment. But it was good. I mean, she kind of you know kept her. She kept it. She kept it tough, and it was pretty heavy. 
But here, you can listen to it and you decide. Here's her opening opening remarks and how, um, you know, she's admitting to everything. First, want to say, um, there are no allegations. You know, I've admit to my wrongdoings and my um, just beyond wrongdoings, just horrible behavior. And um, I don't know if after I do this interview, if more will come forward. I, I'm here to just apologize. And I want to make that very clear that I understand now in um, in lieu of you this ad- year how now you understand. much pain. Right. Now you understand. Oh, I've mm. caused in some of these people, I wish I had their relationships in, in through COVID and through all of this, but Sorry, I just want to let you don't get it. the victims yeah. know and everyone else know that I am so sorry and I can't even begin to imagine the pain and the trauma that I have caused (laughs) and girl (laughs) that's really all I have to say is that I I think you've apologized before and I I thought about this a lot last night yeah so I I don't know is is it real you don't think about the ramifications of what you're about to embark on with the shit that she did. Yeah. You're not allowed to come back and say, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. You just are sorry now because you fucking got caught. That's right. And, and Tamron the d- only reason. Tamron does say that to her at some point. Oh, good. She does say, don't you, don't you think that when you got on the show, you were going to get caught? Like, what the hell? I mean, she didn't say it as emphatically as I'm saying it now, but she definitely asked her some tough questions. Uh, go listen to the whole thing. I want to play you the ending but of of Cherry <laughs> Pie um, talking about her. This is what pisses me off. This is why I think it's like, a, like an attention grab or some kind of feel sorry for me because this is where she does the obligatory, I've gone into therapy, and I have a... Wait for it. Personality disorder. <laughs> you guessed it. Who doesn't? <laughs> Welcome to the club. Okay? I'm like, I've known about mine for years. I mean, I, seriously. I, it's it's right here for everyone to see. Like, everyone has some kind of personality. I mean, like, go fuck yourself. This whole fucking excuse shit of hiding behind a disorder. How about try intermittent fasting for a disorder? <laughs> I've been doing really well, FYI. <laughs> Have you? I've been doing well, too. <laughs> All right, here's her admission. And you I mean, say I'm, that I'm, through therapy. I'm sorry, not admission. <laughs> I'm getting all I'm, I'm out of control here. here. Here's her explaining your personality disorder. And <clears throat> this past year, you have learned that you have a personality disorder. <laughs> a multi, is, it, is it a multiple personality disorder? Yes. It's called borderline personality disorder. B- and I love how she asks it as a question as if she doesn't even believe it herself. It's borderline personality disorder, and it's like question mark. So my first question is, if you have borderline personality disorder, does that mean you only have a borderline of a personality? <laughs> oh, she explains it. Hold on. 
Wait. Oh, no. You're about to get a lesson. Stand by. PD. And what is that? uh, What um, is that? It's it's kind of it's it manifests differently in each person, um, but mostly it's uh, the inability, not inability, but um, you go from feeling very highs to feeling incredibly low. I have this. There's an immense amount of fear that comes along with having um, BPD. That happened to me three days this that week. Comes kind <laughs> exactly. of out. It doesn't come from nowhere, but. Does like, it stem from times. your childhood and your upbringing at all? <laughs> Dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Did you just say you had that three times this week? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I was uh, only waiting for her to say Every now and then you burst into tears. Correct. Oh, yeah, I did that too. Right. Do I have borderline personality <laughs> disorder or borderline personality? Right. Uh, I don't blame. Okay, I want to make this clear, though. I don't blame my mental illness for anything oh, that I have done. Oh, we weren't going to let you do that either. We won't go let you, girl. Let me be clear here. I'm asking because, as I said, it's an interview and I'm a curious person. Yeah. We know that people with that condition and with mental health don't catfish their friends and do deplorable things. So that's not the point. The point of the question is, this is something that you've discovered about yourself and that Mm -hmm. you believe may reveal some of the why here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So, yeah, I have a very rough relationship (laughs) with men going all the way back to I don't really know my father. He left before I have any real memories. This, this all of him. just sounds I was rehearsed just to me. Constantly told 100%. About I mean, she is down. His kind of deplorable, his own deplorable behavior. Um, and my stepfather and I do not have a good relationship and had not had a good relationship for many years. Okay, I believe that. Um, I was raised by a lot of women. A pack and, of wolves. Um, I. I know that through my life, I have found comfort in certain men, not sexually, um, but just a comfort. And whatever that is, I haven't gotten to that answer. I continue. I want to get to that answer. And again, this journey for me, I know, is not like a turn on the light switch. It's over or whatever. You know, it's this is a long journey for me. And. I'm only kind of scratching the surface. This reminds me of what... total... Sorry. No, no, go. (laughs) Go ahead. She's totally using this as her fucking sob story to come back. Yeah, right? Don't you feel that it's like some kind of... A hundred percent. She's working on something. She's cooking something. She's not dumb. She may have borderline Mm -mm. personality disorder, but she ain't fucking dumb, honey. Mm -mm. No. She's working on something. Yeah, but it's like, again, I go back to what I just said. How do you come back after what you've done? I don't see how you come back. I don't, I don't see how you, you do it. You play the victim card long enough that people start to treat you as the victim. And you know what? All people want, and this gets me so fucking fired up, all people want is a fucking apology. And we just forget. Oh, they said they're sorry, and it's everything is forgiven. It's like... I, what happened to actions speak louder than words? Like, I don't understand why that's so accepted. That all these people on social media, they like that woman. I was going to talk about this with you about the the, the Heisman Trophy that Tom Brady threw 
she wants an apology now. Everyone it's, wants an apology. It, what the fuck? It's his fuck? fucking trophy to throw. <laughs> right. What the right. fuck does an apology solve? Please explain this to me. I don't get it. Well, and was it hers to worry about? Right. I mean, he I, threw the fucking Vince Lombardi trophy and the other guy caught it. He was fucking wasted. He's the only quarterback in all of history of football to win seven fucking Super Bowls. Yeah. But, but it's just <laughs> one more th- one more thing on Sherry, though. I mean, it's what I've oh, said o- over and over and over all the time. Just shut up. Just go away. Like what Peaches always says, when OnlyFans is over, when your drag queen career is over and you're a busted old queen and you're old and decrepit, what are you going to fall back on? That's what Peaches always says to me. You think this is going to last forever, she says. OnlyFans is not going to last forever. She yells at me constantly. And I'm like, I get it, but they're making so much money right now, Peaches. And she's like, what are they going to do when this is over? And it's like, this proves her point. Sherry, Cherry, excuse me, needs to have a plan that she should have fallen back on. She should fucking be a software engineer or something, and she should just go away. And never should come out again. Call it the Twan. Right? Yeah, see, he did it right. Well, we shouldn't say <laughs> that. We shouldn't say that. But yes. <laughs> no one knows who he is. But, yeah, but it, and, and if anyone of you don't know who Cherry Pie is, go look her up. She catfished a bunch of uh, Broadway actors and used a bunch of, she used a, an, uh, a fake name to pretend she was a casting director and have them submit a bunch of lewd and... Uh, pornographic material to her quote-unquote to the casting director which was really her and then she was basically just just and then she actually went to their house one time and fucking like was like gonna watch the guy jerk off while she was the casting director or something i mean it's all fucking so twisted but twisted lies twisted lies lies Lies. There's this person on Instagram I follow. I don't know why. I think he's his name. I don't want to say his name, but the name on Instagram says Luna Ben, and it's like I think it's supposed to be a take on like Looney Ben. And I'm like, this person is kind of Looney Ben-ish. She posts all this stuff about canceling people all the time, but she posted last night. A lot of y'all still follow Miss Sherry Pie, and y'all need to fix that ASAP. So first of all, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I want to fucking keep up with what's going on. I'm going to keep following Sherry Pie. I'm going to keep following Jeffree Star. I mean, I do not put them in the same category. But right. <laughs> I'm going to follow who I want to follow. But then the other thing she said right below that is she goes, as she goes, unfollow Sharon Needles while you're at it. And I'm like, what did Sharon Needles do? What did she do? <laughs> Why is Sharon Needles getting knocked in the head? Because <laughs> Which- she's just like... Don't follow her either. <laughs> I know. It's like this fucking crazy drag queen, the Luna Ben or whoever, fucking doesn't like Sh- Sharon Needles for what... I mean, Peach has told me that Sharon Needles was the nicest Rue queen that she had ever met. That Sharon Needles backstage at town when Peaches was trying to get on to RuPaul's Drag Race, that Sharon Needles was the nicest queen. So I'm like, you know, what the fuck did Sharon Needles do? Poor Sharon. She just got smacked. <laughs> For no reason. She's like, what did I do? With some sherry pot shrapnel. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Well, talking about drag queens. 
Yeah. Oh, but I wanted to just for real quick, just because we did start talking about Tom Brady, the you know the boat party. Mm. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I watched that because you texted and you had watched it, and I was like behind. I don't know what the fuck was happening. I was like whatever, and I finally did watch it. And I'm like, you know, the only thing that I thought is like he's just an annoying drunk. He reminds me of these people down the street on Second Avenue that go to those straight bars that used to be like dollar beer night and they would pile up outside and yell and scream and it's like straight man college drunk. I mean, it's that shit. I mean, that's the only thing Santa I Santa Con. Santa Con, yeah. I saw. Yes, yes. Right. And But I also looked at it like, you know, just watching that, uh, sure, should you be throwing your uh, the Vince Lombardi trophy from one boat to another, hoping right. that your teammates are going to catch it? Yeah. Now, you know, I, my question for it, you. It, go ahead. I was going to ask you, is that the trophy? Like, is that I'm the trophy? Sure. Oh, shit, I just threw my pen. Is that the like, trophy? I think so. Like, There's I only don't one. think they're like, oh, here's 500, and did they go? Yeah, I think, oh, as in, no, each Super Bowl, there's a Lombardi trophy. Ah. It's not like the It's not like the cup. Not like the Stanley Cup. Not like the Stanley Cup. Ah. I, no, there's more than one. That is the trophy that you win and that you get after winning the Super Bowl. Okay, got it. But you know more what, than then, one. then, okay, I'm, I'm okay with him throwing it. Yeah. I mean, I just was kind of, when I first saw it, I was like, you fool. And then I was like, you know what? That is Florida. That's Tampa. Yep. That is drunk. He's the best quarterback literally ever right now. No. He's 43. I'm not going to say I haven't done stupider shit for uh, less of a celebration. <laughs> yeah. So, you uh, know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I he, did like that they showed him like his handlers walking him out of somewhere, and he's just walking because he's just wasted. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "He's the goat." <laughs> In case you missed it on the Super Bowl show, Rob was the goat when Tati was talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> that was such. A, that's so, so <laughs> but no, awesome. but now yeah. that. That oh. silversmith daughter, it's her, it's the daughter or something. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. She wants an apology for her and all other silversmiths or something. I want to cave the side of her head in. I want to take <laughs> the trophy, that trophy, yeah, and bash her head in with it. Get a fucking life. I hate people. I fucking hate everyone. I mean, I really do. I really do. <laughs> Except you, goat. You're okay. <laughs> oh God! All right, now we can talk about. I drag do race. have. A, well, right before we go to drag race, I do want to like. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a little. You know, my favorite tweets of the week that I saw. Oh yeah. Because uh, a lot of times late night, I'm just like, oh, I, you know, it's easy to head down the Twitter rabbit hole. Some are brilliant. Um, I know. People, so people there's, are smart. there's a few that one I really loved, um, and it's a tweet by Pam Keith from Esquire, um, and it says, and this is back to kind of political stuff, but still loved this. 
it was a lot to think about. Um, Osama bin Laden did not fly planes into any U.S. buildings. He just asked and inspired people to do it. Drew money and resources to the effort, set the timing, and launched the execution from afar. Wow. In what way was Donald Trump's role in January 6th any different? Holy shit. (laughs) That is some heavy correlation. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, that's a keeper. I was like, that's, I, and I was like that. Like, my wow. jaw was like, holy shit, there's no difference. There is no difference. Well, that's what Howard said, Howard Stern said about um, the insurrection. It's no different than Charles Manson. Charles Manson didn't kill anyone. When Howard said that, it's yeah. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. So, um, I did like this as well, uh, and I found this on Reddit, and I wasn't sure where it came from. So it wasn't a tweet. Sorry, jumped over to another platform. But the state that just asked for federal aid over four inches of snow, Texas, is currently proposing a bill to succeed. To succeed. Are you kidding? Nope. Good. I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they then- succeed. That's going to be so great. I and hope. then they're like, we need money. Oh, yeah. That good, good luck. That's great. My taxes will go down because I'm fucking feeding you fucking <laughs> right. assholes. So my last one, and I sent you the picture, so it's on your phone. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh, um, yes. So it's from Chelsea Handler. Okay. And she is talking about, um, you know, yours and my favorite Texas senator, Ted Cruz. Yep. And it is a... Um, profile picture and everyone has seen him on the news you know he's got the horrible beard and the long COVID hair kind of that Eddie Munster look kind of greasy looking but it kind of you know is long on the shoulders and on the side on this picture it looks you know somewhat shaved whether it's doctored up or not and Chelsea Handler's tweet says yeah on President's so this was on Monday that she tweeted this on President's Day. On President's Day, I'd like to celebrate the haircut of the man who will never hold the office. Business in the front, white supremacy party in the back. It's what it it looks like. What the, all those guys had haircuts. It's almost like he but, did that as a as in a way to to like appeal to that base. Yeah, to be like, hey, like I'm kind of with you. Yeah. It's a statement. To show solidarity. Correct. That's a statement. But when she was like business in the front, white supremacist party in the back, yeah. I was like... That's great. As, I thought it was hilarious, but I mean, horrible, but funny as well. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. We'll see what happens to him. I hope he loses his job. <laughs> I, I hope. I think he's going to. Yeah. You know, I think Stacey Abrams is activating her army. Go, girl. I know. I hope so. I think it's going to be hysterical. Where do I sign up? I know. I'll help call people. So. Yes. Um, Should we go right to, where is it? Ding, ding, dong. Sing, sing, sing song. song. Ding, ding, ding dong. Ding, dong. UK, hun. <laughs> we should. Go right to it. (laughs) 
Hello, darling. How are you? Hi, babes. Hi, babes. Hey, babes. Hi, babes. Hi, how, how you going, babes? I didn't have that queued up at the right spot. So need some fish. Let's get some fish and chips, babes. Let's get some fish and chips, babes. Speaking of fish and chips, yeah. Talk to me. So, I mean, we're going literally right into the meat of it, but, <laughs> but on this this see on this episode, well, let's set it up. Go ahead. All right. You set it up. Okay. All right. Are this, we talking about the the, <clears throat> UK. Uh, the runway? Well, the UK in general. So, so th- we we mentioned this last week on the show that the UK episode this week was going to be the first episode after they came back from being shut down because of COVID. So the ending of last week's episode was sashay away, pack your things, COVID's here, and we got to hide from her. So Rue told everybody to go home. So everybody went home, and they all fucking got injected with all kinds of Botox and implants and whatever they could fucking get their hands on. <laughs> and then they came back. And with new outfits, new makeup skills, new wigs, new cheeks, new lips, new lips, new, new teeth, new foreheads, new teeth, new shoulders. I mean, everything was new. And I don't know where they got their new shoulders or whatever the fuck body parts they had. Some of them had new weight. Yeah, it was crazy. But they all I came back. I loved it. I did too. It was great because it was the first show that I had really seen where they go away because of COVID and they made a, a definitive break and then boom, they came back and you got to see what it was like. I thought it was, I thought and it was we, good. Yeah. And, and we were right. It was seven months that they were in yeah. lockdown. Yep. To, that, uh, so a couple things about it. I thought it came back strong. And I also like the way that they brought back the three that had been eliminated. Right. Cause Victoria for could the, not, Victoria was positive. Right. And she that made me so sad. Me I really too. wanted to see her. Yeah, but she's going to be on next season. Yeah, but... I was. I tweet. I tweeted at her. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, that I totally miss her and can't wait to see her on season three. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so she's going to come back on the next uh, next season, and then they brought back the three that had been eliminated, and one person got to come back, and that was Joe Black. Spoiler alert, by the way. If you haven't watched last week, fuck you. You got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, too bad. You've already had six days. You've had six days. We're, it's we're, tomorrow. We're steamrolling ahead here at WGRL. Um, Did you have that feeling that the second Joe Black came back, you knew Joe Black was going to be eliminated? Well, that always happens. I know. I know. Every time but we I... bring someone back, they get eliminated. <laughs> because it's kind of not fair <laughs> to the other people. It's like they struggled and got through three other eliminations or two or whatever it is. And then you're going to... Send one of them home. It's kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah, unless you're like shitty. blowing. I mean, maybe there's been one instance where someone has actually stayed. Shangela, maybe. I don't know. But generally, the person who comes back is gone within one or two episodes. She sends them home. So. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I was going to say about the fish and chips is is when they came back, Ahura had the fish and chips planned. And then it was Max. It was the runway challenge was seaside. Oh right, day at the sea. Was it like day at the, day at the sea? So kind of like boardwalky, right. boardwalkish. And I do, I do believe. So they they were saying that Ellie Diamond, 
did not have vision chips to wear during this challenge. They knew they they're, they're told what they need to wear, right, or prepare for when they're getting ready to come on the show. So this was a known challenge. You're going to do a runway that's a day by the sea. They were told that. So they had everything packed. They came. Ahora's um, fish and chips or chips on the beach or whatever it is. Bag of chips. Bag of chips. She had it the first round. Uh, Ellie Diamond didn't. No, it was sister, sister. Oh, it was a sister, sister. I'm sorry. You're right. It is sister, sister. Sister, sister didn't. But then when they came back this time around, she had it in a different version. <laughs> and, you know, she was accused of stealing it from Ahora, and I think she did. She totally did. Yeah. I don't. And the judges panel even said that. Yeah. They were like, if you're going to take someone's idea, you better do it better. Oh, I know. And she did not do it better. <laughs> no, she did not. Not better at all. No. Um, I thought that was pretty cute. I thought the uh, the maxi, I mean, the runway was pretty cute. And I thought that actually Joe Black's, Wait, he had a clever runway. Awesome. Absolutely I thought it awesome. Was, he came out and I was like, that's my favorite one way, runway of the night. Fabulous. It was drag queen clever. It was exactly fabulous. Exactly what I would expect. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was fabulous. It yeah. was. But then you know what I really did love? Some UKD. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the United King Dolls. United King Dolls. That was good. <laughs> It was so, so good. I wanted to ask you too. You know about Univision. Eurovision. Oh, not Univision. Euro Univision. Yeah. Do you know about Telemundo? <laughs> yeah. I know about. I know about both. <laughs> Sorry, Eurovision. I mean, I know you do. Yeah. But that it's just quirky and funny, and just the jokes that were being made, and the UK, the U, what United King Dolls. Yeah. Were. Right up Eurovision's alley. It was great. Yeah, that was really fucking good. Really good. They did a great job. Uh, the other one immediately. I watched the. I watched this. Uh, this episode with Lur. Lur and I, I went over to his house on. Rob and I went over to his house on Friday. We watched it with Lur, and we watched the U.S. after. And it's interesting because Lur doesn't keep up with this stuff. She's kind of like, you know, she watches it while she's texting and shit like that, which drives me fucking insane. But she does it, and I have to just live with it. I sit kind of behind Rob, so I can't see her texting. And she gets up and moves around, and I'm just like, oh, my God. So anyway, it's funny because, you know, she is listening, and she does have opinions. And coming from someone who's kind of on the outside looking in, you know, being her, it's interesting because she just finds the U.S. version to be insufferable in comparison to the UK version, because it kind of is. That US version this week, I'm sorry, Ross, I love you, but that was absolutely horrendous. It was painful, it and was I wanted it to be painful. amazing. Painful is an understatement. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Oh my God, Lur and I were looking at each other like, what the fuck? I mean, she was sitting there, Rob was sitting there. We're all looking at each other like, this is so fucking bad. It's bad. Usually the producers get the writing part, like the shell, right? Like the Ross lines and what Ross is doing is always great. 
and the drag queens gets either their game to fuck up or not, and like it's framed perfectly, and the drag queens fuck it up. They're on their own, but the fucking Ross lines and what he had to do was awful. Mm. All of it was just so fucking bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know what else to say about the U.S. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, I was uh, watching um, Bob the Drag Queen and Purse First Impressions. Yeah. And uh, him and Aquaria were talking, and Aquaria said, basically in a nutshell, that U.S., she's like, I don't really know what Rue's doing, but U.S. doesn't even begin to compare to U.K. Doesn't. And... I mean, the entertainment value, I kind of don't care about U.S. as much as I want to just see Candy Muse get kicked off, right. sashay away. Yep. But can't stand her. I Well, back to U.K. real quick. I really liked the – did you watch the 35-minute what we did during um, corona – during lockdown? No. The little seven-month – yeah, so there's like a 35-minute, 40-minute little video about and all of the queens of what they did oh. through lockdown. And it was it was great, and it was endearing, and it was set like to see that it was so sad to see Victoria get sick. She definitely hit bottom the worst. Did like she? depression, didn't get out of bed, oh, wasn't wow. eating. And Is- her partner like just really coaxed her back out into life. Is this you know, but Tace and Ahura became roommates because Tace <laughs> which I, just, I mean there were so many like, Lawrence Cheney Lawrence Whoa That was she so interesting. Ate her way she, through the quarantine. <laughs> she did. Girlfriend. She, which I'm not casting any stones. I have my COVID nineteen to lose as well. But boo. She went for it. But she then did. it was so interesting to listen like during lockdown in Scotland, no restaurants were open, no music allowed to play, no singing, no, like nothing. Like Cold War Russia. Yeah. Like like zero. They took and it so, seriously over there. Yeah. It was um and then just if you should go watch it. It's it's cute. Oh, I'm definitely it's just gonna a go clip watch through it. all of them. Yeah, through what they did for seven months. Is this um, on the Wow Presents app? It's like another Okay, look at you. Yeah, you'll see it. Look at you researching and clicking and see. Oh, you're over-clicking is doing good. You're finding shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I've had some come to come to Heidi moments this week. <laughs> um, but I I do love this. I'll have to back to my another uh, drag a drag. What's her name? There's a tweet and it's called Stream Drag Stream Drag Trap. Okay. Um, and this is a little football and drag together, but it's great. I will never care about a cis het male performing their mediocre music at a halftime until they dive off of a stadium roof in heels. Oh, <laughs> right. Just saying, like, like you say, if you want to fucking perform, <laughs> yeah. don't just do a little twirl and sashay across the stage. Right. Like, kill it. And they were just kill. I just thought. The entertainment value, back to the entertainment value of UK, is just, it's ridiculous. Well, the United King dolls, at the very end, when Bimini Bamboolash jumped off of that box, like, jumped up and then landed in the splits. I'm like, 
That is how uh, you do it. Okay? <laughs> That's why you have to go watch the 40-minute clip, too. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, to- uh, maybe I'll go watch that after this. I've you got should, several so things before tomorrow. I need to watch it with Rob, though. There's so many things I want to watch, and I save stuff. I'm so considerate, a loving husband. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> he... I've been begging to get Rita to watch. I was like, you used to watch it. He goes, did I like it, or did I just watch it with you? <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Rob actually likes it. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not. But... I will. Uh, so between going to the U.S., we still got to say a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, library. The library was open. Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. But now I went down Nether, and I'm all on. Uh, I'm watching Pit Stop with Trixie, and this week was Trixie and Bianca. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Was it good? They're just funny as fuck together oh good i should go watch that too yeah it's like 24 minutes and to watch those two just bash <laughs> i can't i stop i was like i'm not even gonna take notes about it i can't even like really? well the first one like you know um bianca does not like a small wig uh, like she's like you do not put small wigs on big heads so she was uh, bashing denali she's like you look like a dirty q-tip <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got to go watch this then. Yeah, it's great because they go through each one. Candy and Bianca, not a fan of Candy Muse. Good. Oh, I'm definitely. And de- I wrote it down right she here. Trixie loved, and Bianca. Yes, good. <laughs> She's like, uh, she loved the whole pug life. Oh, really? <laughs> got Mick called her pug life. She just loved it. She, because I think kind of in the same way that you and I love old drag yeah. and appreciate old drag. Yep. Bianca's like, you knocked off Tamisha. Like that's one of my old school. Those, those are the drag queens that have paved the way. Correct. And don't fuck with her. And she did. And so she, but anyway, you know, just yeah. kind of in that little, gotta have some cattiness. But one of the first things she said is they're riffing back and forth and she's got a big red wig on. And they were talking about how much, like, hated Tina Burner, her runway. Like, worst oh, ever. And see, Bianca knows her, in, like, friends with her from being here in New York. Yeah, and Bianca even said that. And she's like, well, at least, at least I know how to wear a red wig. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they, they all fucking throw each other in front of the bus hard. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to miss this pit, pit stop every week. It's hilarious okay i'll go watch that too. <laughs> go go watch it that'll give they me something great. to do this weekend i don't know if it's rob's gonna I come have, here uh, she's a simone fan uh bianca's a simone fan she hates small wigs <laughs> <laughs> she called tina burner's runway oops <laughs> oh god yeah that's <laughs> kind of like destroyed her that's kind of like raja and raven i don't think you watch them but the fashion photo review i fucking yeah. love them those two bantering back and forth is gold like that is a double act that does not happen very often. They're very, they're yeah, amazing. They're really good, and I haven't. <clears throat> yeah. As I started to like look for shows, and I didn't know, you know, with first uh, purse first impressions. So Bob's this week was cute, and uh, it was him and Thorgy Thor. So go watch that. Okay. And Bob's wearing a yellow jacket with um, a headband, <laughs> a, a nod to Amanda Gorman. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> But see, I love the I love Bob the drag queen and Thor G Thor. That those two together, 
is oh. endlessly entertaining, and I still have talked about it before, and I'll say it again. Go watch Bob the Drag Queen do her Thorgy Thor number at Roscoe's in Chicago as oh. Thorgy, and it's the the music is they've splashed uh, together fucking Thorgy Thor it's... talking about Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> it is one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen in my life. It's every when you said that to me and I watched I was just like what 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 oh my <laughs> god it's brilliant you know what I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that Peach's Christ was Bob's uh mother I didn't know that was her mother yeah I just there uh, was a it was a tweet <laughs> yeah Peach's Say, Christ is it like was a, Peach's... she's like a big deal old school she's like a Sherry Vine and a Jackie Beat and a RuPaul yeah yeah yep she no was joke. singing. She was singing Bob's praise. Yeah, and like as and said her drag daughter was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Oh, you come from good stock, girl." Wow. <laughs> but uh, is that all I have? Oh, I do have this <laughs> one last tweet. I don't even know who it was by. Um, spent so much of the last month watching Drag Race, and still my favorite queen is Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. I think she's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. She really is. And she's she's really heavy in she's heavy on Twitter right now. Bianca. Yeah. Yeah, see Which she, is great. She's she does so funny. stuff she does stuff right. Like, you know, people for some reason people get like trapped in this this babble back and forth with these commenters, these these trolls. And there's something about Bianca, the way she handles it. And like I've talked about it before, you see people who know how to deal with these fucking people in the comment section, and other people just fumble around and make an ass of themselves and don't know what to say and when to say it and how to say it. I mean, she is good. She knows how to go in when she needs to go in and just fucking shut the fuck up when she needs to shut up. (laughs) I totally admire that. So, well, girl... There's so much more on my list to talk about. I mean, I can't even... Thank God. That means we can have another show. We have another show. I mean, I'm literally... Like, there's so much. There's so much. I know that's good. I kind of told you I had like a little writer's block this first couple of days of this week, coming into this week, because it was like a holiday. And I don't know. It was just like, all of a sudden, all of these interesting things that I wanted to bring to the air started to flow so that's good that means that well you just got off of your period i just your got, man flow so <laughs> i just got off and my I went, period <laughs> and the, i went straight into mine did you Ooh, had a rough week you and did. it's wednesday <laughs> oh god i had a rough week <laughs> and it's wednesday but i i started pulling my shit out of my funk today yeah, it's weird. And Mercury is in retrograde. I don't know how many people believe in this shit, but I do. I believe that this gravitational pull of the planets and all this shit is we're all water. And you could go a step outside and see what happens during high tide and low tide. And that same concept is happening in your body, whether you think it is or not. But there is a pull and there is an equilibrium that is yeah, on, they in, were in balance or not. And Mercury was pulling and pushing tears out of my eyeballs. Oh, God. Like, uh, because the peanut butter was wrong on the fucking cracker. <laughs> Just shit like that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? You should call Sherry Pie. 
Mm. You should call <laughs> Cherry Pie. She can recommend a therapist. <laughs> like, is this what bi- is this what borderline personality disorder feels like? And uh, I was like, yeah, bitch, it's hormones. That's what it is. Right, it is. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The fucking world it's is time- crazy. It is. Well, happy Valentine's Day. I didn't even talk about Valentine's Day. I didn't do anything. I hope you. I hope <laughs> oh, I you... did give Rita his uh, his gold chain. Oh, yeah. You sent me a picture. That looked so good on him. I know. So good. So good. How do you got this big, huge, like, gold chain at this at one of those jewelry stores that we go to in the Drag Queen District over there on 6th Avenue, 7th Avenue? It's this big, I mean, it is heavy. And it looks so good it's on good. him. It's the perfect size. It looks like, like in proportion. It's the one that, you like, know, it's the one that you bought. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was the same. It's that same one. No, 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 no. That one's the one that bigger. I... His, his is bigger and heavier. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, big, yeah, thick, but... heavy gold chain. Yeah, so. it'll be good for fucking. <laughs> it'll be good for your. It'll be good for when you start that OnlyFans page, girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good for fucking. Oh my god! Oh boy! All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll talk to you in like you know in like five or ten minutes. <laughs> okay then. See you on the dance floor. <laughs>